Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer in episode 190 of the Speaking Club podcast. Here's another excerpt from Matt Haig's brilliant comfort book. It's called Portal. Each of us has the power to enter a new world. All we have to do is change our mind. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognise the power of stories and humour in speaking and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organisations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hello again! Big shout out to you, wherever you are in the world. And this show's in 177 countries now, so we're definitely crossing continents. I'm so grateful to you if you're a regular listener of The Speaking Club, and especially grateful to you if you've left a rating or review for the show, or shared it with someone else. You can't dismiss the good old word of mouth. Okay, so today, my aim is that by the end of this show, you get clear on what might be impacting your speaking success so that you don't squander the golden opportunities that speaking gigs present and what you also need to do to make the most of them. Now, this show was prompted by one of my Speaking Club live sessions. Every week, we start with members sharing a win and what they want to work on for that session. And on last week's call, this is what one of the members shared as her win. I've been asked to do a talk at a conference for my dream clients. The only trouble is that they want me to do it in about three weeks' time. Now, the good news is that the work we've been doing on her messaging in the speaking club was working, but she didn't already have a talk prepared and she had hardly any time to get it ready. Now, this is an amazing opportunity for her. Not only is it a paid gig, but if she prepares and delivers her talk in the right way, it will sell her coaching programs and generate new leads without it feeling like selling, both to her and her audience. Now, as you probably know, I believe that having a great signature talk is your biggest marketing asset. Done right, you'll be able to get your audience to buy into your idea, product or service in one hit, whether that's in a talk, webinar, podcast, interview or sales video. But it's not something you can just throw together at the last minute. I'm going to share exactly why you can't do that and what needs to be included in that signature talk in a little bit. But first, I want to share the things that you need to avoid doing. These are the top five mistakes that I believe can stop you from making the most of the speaking opportunities you get. And for each of these mistakes, I've also identified what I think is the underpinning thought or belief that causes them. Hopefully they won't apply to you, but let's take a look together just to be sure. Okay, let's get cracking with mistake number one. This one is focusing on sharing facts and information. Now, I'm going to make a slight distinction here because not all facts are created equal. There are strong facts and weak facts. Now, strong facts are those 
that can stand alone and they can be attention grabbers that make people go, wait, what? Now, they're ideal for opening up your talk or from changing to a different part of your talk and so on. But let me give you an example. In the UK last week, the media reported the fact that petrol companies were potentially going to have to ration fuel sales. Now, this fact alone has sent people here into panic buying mode. It's the toilet paper all over again, causing people to queue for hours to get fuel, whether they needed it or not, and resulting in many petrol stations running out completely. Now, this is a fact that didn't need any context around it to make an impact. However, the source of the problem we're having in the UK with fuel is that we are 100,000 lorry drivers short. Now, this wouldn't be a strong fact on its own because we need to know more information about scale and context to understand how bad this is. So by all means, use strong facts to grab attention, but don't make your talk full of information and weak facts. If you just use weak facts, data and information without context or story, there are a few consequences. The first is that information and facts are cheap today. We can get them anywhere, anytime at the push of a few buttons. So this is likely to result in your message getting lost in the crowd. Two, if you're overly using information, data, facts and statistics, there's a possibility that you'll be making your message overly complex and technical and you'll lose your audience. Three, the likelihood is that your audience will be bored and disengaged and most of what you talk about will be forgotten. Now, the belief in my experience, that underpins this mistake is that you feel you need to prove that you're an expert in order for people to listen to you. But you don't. You want to bring your audience closer to you, not create a big chasm between you, not a big gap. The truth is that the real experts show their expertise in two ways giving insight and opinion on the problem and solution and getting people to look at things from a new perspective because of that insight and opinion. And number two, they're making complex and abstract information and data simple, concrete and relatable. Which leads me nicely onto mistake number two. And that is sharing from an expert mindset. Have you ever joined a company or a group that seem to have their own language. There's jargon, abbreviations and so on. And it makes you feel confused and disengaged. Well, failing to communicate your message in a way that's easy to understand will also confuse and alienate your audience. And the belief behind this mistake is that the message is clear enough and everyone's on the same page as you. Now, there are two sides to this mistake. One is assuming you, your audience knows more than they do. And number two, sharing abstract concepts like well-being, resilience, equality, innovation, to name but a few. Leave space for people to make assumptions about what these things mean to them, which may be different to what they mean to you. 
That's why being able to articulate the problem you solve for your target audience and the pain that underpins it in a way that's simple, concrete and relatable is so critical to your success in speaking and marketing. So to overcome this mistake, you need to do three things. Firstly, always look at your content with a beginner's mindset. Secondly, be specific. And thirdly, use metaphors and analogies for things which are complex or abstract so that you're creating an image in your audience's mind that they can connect with and understand what you're trying to share. Okay, mistake number three. This is not making your message of change compelling for your audience. Now, this mistake is often underpinned by the belief that the change is a no-brainer. And this is where our passion and personal opinions can cloud our vision around what we need to do to sell our idea, product or service. So often, even if people think something is the right thing to do, they won't take action because it doesn't personally affect them. That's because the status quo is more comfortable and subconsciously feels safer, even if it isn't leading us to where we say we want to go. Now, I talked about this specific challenge in last week's episode, 189, which is definitely worth a listen to if you haven't already heard it. So when you only have a short amount of time with your audience, your job is to give them a compelling reason to change. And if you don't do that, your message is likely to be ignored or forgotten. And the antidote to this mistake is developing a deep, understanding of your audience's fears and desires in relation to the problem you're talking about and creating your talk from that viewpoint. Okay, moving on to mistake number four, not recognizing that you need a different set of skills to create and deliver a talk that moves an audience. And in my opinion, the belief that most often underpins this mistake is this one. Because I've presented as part of my corporate role, I know everything I need to. Now, I don't know about your experience of presentations at work, but in mine, most of those talks consisted of slides densely populated with text that everyone was reading, making the speaker superfluous, or an off-the-cuff diatribe that was based on telling rather than persuading. And both of these resulted in bored audiences and messages not landing. That's why great speakers who know how to engage and influence an audience stand out. And in the corporate context, these people also move up the ladder quickly. Many of my speaking coaching clients have held or hold senior roles in the corporate world. They're used to presenting to an audience within that corporate context, But they recognize that there is a knowledge and skills gap that they need to invest in filling if they want to take their speaking to the next level. Right, mistake number five. This is not including personal connection points that build the relationship between you and your audience. And this one can actually go both ways. 
You might have heard me share this story before, but it illustrates one side of this mistake perfectly. Quite a few years back, I heard a talk by someone who'd been lured by one of those pay-to-play speaking coaching offers. You might have come across them. You pay a significant amount of money for a couple of days of speaking coaching and the promise of a speaking slot at a big business conference. Now, this was in the early days of my entrepreneurial journey before I'd worked out which business coaching organizations were good and which were all promise, fluff and no substance. So I was at this conference in Florida and this poor woman got up to speak and she started off okay, but then she mistook the stage and her talk for a therapist's office and a therapy session. She went into graphic and unnecessary detail about some awful things that had happened to her, but which were unconnected to what she was on stage to talk about, which, if memory serves, was her business consultancy. She ended up in floods of tears and the audience ended up feeling very uncomfortable. Now, don't get me wrong. I want you to share your personal story, but only if it's relevant or you can make it relevant to the problem and solution you're talking about and the journey you want to take your audience on. Now, this lady was not ready to share her message and it was irresponsible of that organisation to let her go on stage and have that experience, not to mention unfair to the audience too. Now, at that very same conference, I saw the other extreme too. A guy who showed no personality at all, was predominantly focused on sharing the features of his software and built zero rapport with the audience. And it's this is the takeaway, this is the important point. It's vital that alongside educating your audience, you also build the relationship with them. Sharing points of connection related to your mission, identity and values is what creates loyal fans. It's having a conversation with them. If you don't build the relationship, you are educating someone else's customer. People want to feel connected and to know that you are human. But you have to get the balance right around what information you're sharing and how much. And I know this can be hard to do especially when you're so close to your story. And that's where an external pair of eyes and ears on your content can really help you achieve that balance. Now, if you've listened to a lot of my podcasts, you might be thinking, "Uh, hold up, Sarah, you're always saying it's not about you. You're just the vehicle for the message. So how does this point square with that? Okay. The thing is, both things are true. It's not about you in the sense that your job is to make the message land, not that everyone thinks you personally are brilliant. That's why you need to put your ego aside for a number of reasons so that you step up to speak, even though you may be scared about what people will think of you, so that you don't make your talk a bragging session about all your awards and achievements or make the talk overly complex because you feel insecure so that you can let go of your pet features facts and stories that don't serve the message you need to land and so that you can recognize when you need some external input to make your talk the best it can be 
The truth is, if you want people to buy into your message, they also need to resonate in some way with you. So if you're a parent, maybe that's a point of connection. Or if you're a sports fan or a Marvel fan like I am, maybe that's a point of connection. Or you love recycling and so on. The art is weaving it into your talk so that it seems natural and appropriate for it to be there. Okay, so those are the five mistakes and I'll go over them again in your takeaways. But the other thing I promised to share was why your signature talk is not something you can throw together at the last minute and what it needs to do for you and your audience. Okay, so here we go. Pay attention here because this is gold. To make your signature talk into the most valuable marketing asset you've got, it needs to do all of these things. The start of your talk must grab the audience's attention so that they stop looking at their phones and lean in. Next, your big idea story needs to shift their perspective and create a burning platform for change. Then, you'll need to proactively tackle the objections that will inevitably arise even if people buy into your message. After that, your talk also has to deliver value that gives them some quick wins as well as aha moments. And then you must create a gap so that your solution becomes a no-brainer next step. And finally, you need to be able to deliver it with confidence, passion and personality. Now, I realise that might sound like a lot, but this talk, done right, as I've said, could make you thousands. Whether you use it as a TEDx keynote, webinar, sales video, podcast, podcast episode, or turn it into your content for a podcast guest spot. So it's worth investing in. And it's called your signature talk because no one could deliver it but you. It is your personal story told in such a way that it resonates with your audience and shows them new possibilities for themselves. Now, in this show, I've told you the five big mistakes and I've given you the ingredients of a great signature talk and I hope that they help you make more impact with your speaking. But if you want to go deeper or you want to accelerate your speaking success, then I want to let you know about something very special that I'm doing in October. I'm really thrilled to let you know about a new opportunity to work with me. In October, I'm going to be launching my new program, Nail Your Signature Talk in 60 Days or Less. And together, we're going to walk through each part of your signature talk step by step so that you leave with this brilliant asset. And this is going to be perfect for you if you know you have a big message to share and yet you struggle to get it out there. Or you want to stand out from the crowd and shift perspectives, but you're too close to see how to do this successfully. You want to discover how to make your story more engaging and compelling. You want to have your signature talk nailed so that you can get out there speaking with rock solid confidence and you're prepared to commit and take action to make this happen. Now, unfortunately, I can only take a very small number of people on this journey. In fact, just eight. So that I can give each of you the time and focus to get your talk nailed. And also because 
the eight people in this group will each get an extra special bonus. The opportunity to be a guest right here on this top rated podcast. And this is an opportunity you just can't buy. A spot on the show will introduce you to thousands of people over and over again. But only if you complete the program and you are ready to do your talk. The value of this opportunity is massive, but the price tag isn't because it's a beta program and you'll be helping me nail the flow for the self-paced online version I'll be launching in 2022. If you'd like to join me in this very exclusive group starting on the 22nd of October, then you need to get your application in before the deadline at 12 o'clock GMT or BST, whichever we are then on the 15th of October uh, 2021. To find out more about the program and to apply for your spot, you'll need to go to saraharcher.co.uk slash nail your talk. And I'll also put a link in the show notes. Okay, so here are your takeaways for this episode. Avoid sharing weak facts and information. Instead, give insight and opinion on the problem and solution. Create your content from a beginner's mindset and make complex and abstract information and data simple, concrete and relatable. Don't let your passion and personal opinions cloud your vision relating to what you need to do to sell your message to your audience. Presenting in a corporate context doesn't give you the specific set of speaking skills you need to move an audience. You need to build a relationship with your audience based on personal points of connection alongside educating them with your talk. And lastly, you need to develop a signature talk so that you are ready to go anytime a speaking opportunity comes up. There we are. Let me know if that's created some new ideas for you, highlighted any issues or pushed your buttons. It's great to get the feedback. And don't you forget to check out the very special opportunity coming up in the beta version of my Nail Your Signature Talk in 60 Days or Less program. And that link is in the show notes. Well, that's it from me. Thanks for listening. And as usual, if you enjoy the show and get value from it, I would be so grateful if you take a couple of minutes to leave an honest rating or review, if you haven't already done so, at ratethispodcast.com slash TSC. And finally, as ever, do go out, grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. Bye bye.